Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there. Welcome in for another chat on the Motherhood Merged podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. If you are a repeat listener, welcome back. And if you are new and listening for the first time, an extra special welcome to you. I am so excited you are here. Today, I want to share some insights into my life as a mother and how I've navigated some of the ups and downs over the years, specifically how I've handled some of those well-meaning but totally unsolicited comments that flood in when you are new to motherhood. Here is a big hint and something you should probably know about me. I survive nearly all things with sarcasm. Sarcasm is my love language. Because sometimes if I can't laugh about the things happening in my life, I might just cry and that's not really my style, if I can at all help it. I want this podcast to be a place for honest conversations about the good and the bad sides of mom life. Today is going to be one of those episodes where I hope you can relate to my struggles and laugh along with me as I share my top five least helpful things people say to moms. That's right, I've got my own top five list here. I'm a mom of two daughters, and at the time I'm recording this, Allison is 11 and in fifth grade. She's my very cerebral, deliberate, cautious rule follower. She came into the world exactly on her due date and is the one who gets super nervous if she might be late or if things don't go exactly as she has them laid out in her mind. Now, my youngest is Hadley, and she's seven, actually almost eight. She is the button pusher in the family a little more outgoing, and a naturally athletic ball of energy. When she is on, she is on fire. But when she doesn't want to be on, there isn't much that can be done to get her motivated. When I first found out I was pregnant with Allison, I was working at my alma mater and living 300 miles from my closest family. Not so far that they couldn't visit regularly, but far enough that I couldn't just see them whenever I wanted. I was also really driven and focused on advancing up the ladder in my entry-level position in collegiate athletics. I started blogging as a way to keep my family informed about what was happening with the baby. This was back when I was still using a work-issued BlackBerry and my own personal flip phone, so texting was not a regular thing and FaceTime hadn't even been invented yet. The blog was a good way for me to share what I was experiencing along my pregnancy journey and what I was learning about my baby's growth and development. I definitely remember getting those weekly emails that compared my little babe to whatever the fruit of the week was. Then I would find just the right picture to match and drop it into the blog post to share. At this point, I can't even remember the website I used, but I assume the baby to fruit and food comparison is still a thing. And then Allie was born, and whoa, talk about life-changing. Obviously, that's an understatement. And if I'm being honest, a lot of that initial transition from a couple to a family and from a woman to a mother is kind of a blur. There was definitely a lot going on. But one of the key moments that really sticks out in my mind was the day my mom left to go back home. 
As soon as I went into labor, my mom rushed down to be with me and to meet her granddaughter. I was so fortunate that she was able to stay for those first two weeks, and I probably didn't even appreciate what I had until that moment she had to leave and I was on my own. I'm sharing this as a significant moment in my motherhood journey because I honestly did feel alone, but I wasn't really alone. My husband was there. My in-laws lived less than 10 minutes from our house. I had my brother, my dad, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles that took time to travel and be there for us in those early weeks. But I did feel alone. I honestly had no clue what I was doing and my body was a mess and my baby didn't want to eat or sleep. But I was surviving and she was too. And there were people around. New moms are like sponges, just trying to soak up every little bit of information to keep moving forward. In those first two weeks, if my mom said get a blanket, I got a blanket. If she said put a hat on her head, I put a hat on her head. Not that I couldn't figure it out, but I trusted her and I soaked up everything she said and did. As a first-time mom, you can read all the books and articles you want, but when you get home, it seems sort of like all that info you took in goes out the window. I mean, I cannot be the only new mom who lied awake in the middle of the night cursing the what-to-expect books because whatever I was dealing with at that moment was definitely not covered in any chapter I read. What happened next in the new mom journey was something I was also not prepared for at all. Once the visitors left, I started getting a little more confident and ventured outside of the house with my baby girl. Nothing major, just little trips to Target or the grocery store or a walk through the park if it was nice enough. And that's when things got really interesting. I had no idea that having a new baby would be an open invitation for every person I came across to get involved in my business. I mean, yeah, my new baby was the cutest, so of course that's an easy conversation starter. But ask her name and move on already, people. Was that what happened? No. Nope, no. I am sure you can see where I am going with this. Eleven years and two daughters later, I can look back on these moments and laugh. Only because I had to learn how to navigate these awkward conversations with random but completely well-meaning strangers. Or for some of you, maybe it was awkward conversations with passive-aggressive yet well-meaning family members. And let me be very clear on something. Just because my girls are a little older doesn't mean I've outgrown the criticisms or unsolicited advice. It sort of comes with the territory I've learned. So today I've decided to share with you my top five list of unhelpful things people say to moms. As a mom of two growing girls, one of my least favorite things to do is discover that they have grown out of yet another pair of pants or find another shirt that is just a little too tight. Who has the time or energy to take kids shopping, especially when entering a store is a health hazard these days? That's why I love Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a subscription service that delivers styles that you choose to your exact sizes right to your door. It makes shopping for the whole family super easy, even the kids. I did a box for each girl before the start of the school year and they loved everything. I put in their sizes, favorite styles, even school wardrobe requirements, and got five to six items for each girl that were just right. Want to give Stitch Fix a try? Save $25 off your first order with a special offer from Motherhood Merged. Visit erincraber.com forward slash podcast for details. I didn't put them in any particular order, but let's start with one I've heard at least a million times. 
How many times have you been out in public with a little one and an older woman looks over fondly and tells you, enjoy every minute? Not sure about you, but I don't think anyone has ever said this to me when my kids are calm and enjoying a nice ride through Target in the cart. Not ever. It's always one of those days when the kids are yelling and I'm yelling and just trying to get what we need before someone has a major meltdown. Definitely not an enjoyable moment in my book. I absolutely understand the sentiment and the meaning behind it. And there are plenty of moments to enjoy, like when the kids are sleeping. It doesn't make you less of a mom if in those moments you just aren't loving mom life. It happens to the best of us, especially during those rough seasons. And there are definitely a lot of those as they grow and change and you grow and change. Not every minute is sunshine and rainbows. It's okay to love your kids and be totally exhausted by them at the same time. I've learned to just smile and nod when the lady at the grocery store reminds me to enjoy every minute, especially when I'm telling my seven-year-old for the millionth time that she doesn't need that pack of gum she's throwing a fit over at that moment. Here's unhelpful phrase number two. It takes a village. Now, I actually do believe that this is true. Motherhood is exponentially easier when you have a support system around you that you can rely on and trust, not just for your children, but for you as a person as well. I'm on board with this when it's a commiserating comment from a girlfriend because we are each other's village. But again, do you ever hear this one said in a positive, encouraging way? I know I don't. I only hear it in that judgy or even passive-aggressive way that only women can do to each other. It's sort of like saying... Call in for reinforcements because clearly your kids are a hot mess and you can't handle it. My initial thought when a stranger throws this one at me is to ask for the number for that village. Is it a 800 number I can just call and, and the village appears? I mean, is there one and I didn't get the memo? Over the years, we have moved further away from family, so I do wish I had a big village to help out and support us. I can pick up the phone when I need to, but it's just not the same as having a parent or sibling in town to jump in when we need it. Because we just don't, so we only have each other. I'm enough, and so are they. And so are you. If you have a village, that is awesome. But not everyone likes the reminder. It takes one to raise kids well. That brings me to unhelpful comment number three. You can have it all. I'm not even sure I've heard this one from a specific person in my life, as much as it's a message imposed on mothers from social media and society in general. Honestly, who decides what having it all is? What does that even mean? And why does this have to imply that I don't have it all already? As a working mom with a more than full-time job outside the home, I find this one particularly grating. Telling me I can have it all really isn't helpful when I feel like there are a million things I'm juggling in a given day. I already feel I'm walking this tightrope trying to be both a good mother and do a job I enjoy, and I'm good at. You can tell me I can have it all, but again, where is that instruction manual or support to help really define what having it all means? I truly think it means something different to everyone. My definition is probably different from yours. Please don't tell me I can have it all if you aren't going to follow it up with a serious discussion on what that really means. Unhelpful comment number four. I really, really dislike this question when I'm at work or out and about without my kids and someone asks, are the kids at daddy daycare? I will tell anyone who will listen that my husband, their father, is not a daycare provider. He's a parent. 
He's a parent all day, every day, just like I am. It's not something you can turn on and off when you want to or when it's convenient. To imply otherwise is not only unhelpful to a mom who's likely struggling with some guilt over being away from her family for whatever the reason is, but it's also unfair to the partnership. I trust my husband has things under control when I'm away. I have to or I'll go insane with guilt and worry. I wouldn't be able to do my job or enjoy any form of alone time. I absolutely vote that no one asks a mom this unless you want a major eye roll coming your way. And finally, number five on my list of unhelpful things to say to a mom, and this is one I hear a lot. Ready? Oh, they look just like their dad. I mean, I guess it's a compliment because they do share 50% of his DNA. But seriously, what mom wants to hear that? Their dad didn't suffer through nine months of pregnancy, or labor, or two C-sections. Would it be so bad to come out looking just a little bit like mom? Ugh. It's seriously annoying how much they look like their dad. There you have it, folks. My very own top five list of unhelpful things said to mothers. All of which I've experienced, but all of which will not come out of my mouth to a fellow mother. Because I'm in the business of building moms up. And because I absolutely know how annoying and unhelpful these things truly are to hear. You can only smile and nod so much. Or maybe you're more polite than I am. Either way, I hope this quick list made you laugh. If you're still in the mom brain sponge state of motherhood, don't worry. You will find your way soon, and then we'll figure out that all the well-meaning advice is opinions, and you have the freedom to take them or leave them. So next time you see a fellow mom out and about with her kiddos, don't forget to tell her she's doing a great job. That's really all we need to hear. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help the show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.